alien spacecraft did not crash in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. You know flat earthers, I guarantee it. But you don't know who they are because they're afraid of talking about it. Hello and welcome to the 71st annual Subliminal Deception Podcast, your weekly dose of conspiracy theory bullshit. My name is Cody and I'm joined by my pal Phil. How are you? Doing good, buddy. How about yourself? Not doing too bad. It's a beautiful day in Minnesota. Beautiful weather all week, honestly. No rain, nothing like that. How's the weather in your area? Oh, you know, hot as shit, but (laughs) per usual, just kind of trying to stay cool. I did like uh, one of our listeners, RJ, who lives in Texas, sent us in that group message his thermometer in Texas. You know, in Texas, it said 110 degrees. Yeah, pretty pretty hot, pretty hot there. But uh, in the conspiracy world, we actually have some pretty interesting news that kind of came to the surface this week. I'll start with my end here. Uh, I just heard this last night, actually. So they figured out precisely where the Stonehenge stones actually came from and they uh, they found the location was in a forest i believe it was f- around 15 miles north of where the monument is so they had to drag them pretty far but like not maybe as far as we thought at one time yeah i remember they thought that they had dragged them from a quarry like was it like 100 or 200 miles away something like that it was all part of the mystery. I, I, I don't remember that. I just, I just saw today they confirmed that the rocks are from this like one specific uh, forest that's about, f- I think they said about 50 miles north. I think it's north. or 15? 50. 50. Oh, okay. 50. Gotcha. So they still would have had to probably lay the rocks on like those uh, rollers and roll it all the way there. We still obviously don't know why they put it there, but. We know where they came from. Well, that's how they moved the stones at Easter Island. They cut down the trees and then put the stones on top of the trees and rolled them along, moving the backlog to the front as they rolled it. That's how all of the trees on Easter Island got ended up getting cut down and why Easter Island is like so deforested now. Mm. Well, I think they said Stonehenge has been there since about... 2500 BC so it's been there a while yeah yeah I uh I went there once and it was I've said this before it's pretty boring when you actually go there it's it's not really it's not really as like cool as I thought it would be it's kind of like going to the Grand Canyon though once you see it you're just kind of like oh yeah there it is (laughs) the only monument I can think of that kind of like took me back and mind you I was really young when we went to Mount Rushmore the sheer scale size of those things is kind of like, I don't know, kind of mind blowing. Yeah, it would be crazy to see what they actually envisioned for what Mount Rushmore was going to look like. It'd be crazy to see that in real life with their actual bodies down below their heads. Uh, that would be terrifying, I think. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but All right. Now, Phil, you said there's some updates on the uh, in the UFO world. Yeah, so apparently... I have uh, heard a little bit about this. The Pentagon is confirming that some of these, I heard it mostly on last podcast from the left. They were talking about how the, they call them UAPs now, Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. Apparently they've confirmed that there is vehicles and they're not exactly sure like where they came from or what they are. So the Pentagon is confirming that there are vehicles. Huh. Well, okay, was it it was last year that the Navy came out and finally like acknowledged all of the soldier sightings. So now Yeah, all of the all of the naval airmen, all of what they've been seeing, and the sailors too. So it's very interesting that now the Pentagon's doing it. You know what? I'm just gonna say this. Twenty twenty's obviously not been a very good year. Um that would put a cherry on top if like aliens they acknowledge aliens and then 
they started communicating with humanity. I would that would uh, maybe help humanity in one way or the other. Yeah, if you ever did want to like just kind of slip in under the radar, full disclosure, this shithole year would definitely be the time. <laughs> well, it reminds me of uh, I don't I think it's First Contact, right? Star Trek First Contact. Yes. Where they accidentally get the what are they? Vulcans. The Vulcans to come down to Earth, and then they kind of accelerate their technology and all of that. That's uh, that's uh, that's kind of kind of what I hope happens one day before I die, at least. Yeah, it would be nice to see that. Um, it's it's also kind of scary. I just watched a documentary on Montezuma and Hernan Cortez. It is a little scary to think of when the aliens land finally, like officially, if it will be that what happened to the Aztecs, basically. That kind of situation. That would be horrifying. Yeah, but you always think that they're immediately going to come here and obliterate us. Yeah, I do. Like the, like the documentary Mars Attacks or Independence Day. Maybe we can have more of like an E.T. relationship, like a nice one. That would be nice, but there was a skit on the old show Robot Chicken. Uh, it was an Adult Swim show. They actually had E.T. going home, and it turned out that E.T. was like one of the kind of like a special ed kid compared to all the rest of the aliens, and they were actually oh. just ditching him on Earth. I don't know if you remember that episode, but <laughs> I don't. But it sounds like Superman almost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, we got the last thing we should probably talk about, which isn't necessarily a conspiracy. Um. Herman Cain, an activist towards not wearing a mask uh, for coronavirus, has unfortunately passed away from coronavirus. Now, I do know that, or I had heard that he was, he had cancer, correct? I'm not exactly sure about that. I do know that he attended the Trump rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma, not wearing a mask, and I believe the article said that he was first diagnosed with COVID-19. I think it was about 12 days after that rally. So they believe he may have caught it at the rally. Uh, I mean, that's I, I remember everybody's posting the quote that from him that says, don't worry, don't wear masks. It's going to be a great rally, blah, 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 blah. But I had heard somebody mention that he did have cancer, which if you have any sort of condition like cancer or things like that you need to be exceedingly careful because that's the one where coronavirus does not discriminate against you so yeah unfortunately herman cain it's kind of a uh you know ironic moment uh rest in peace man i don't really know his policies or anything i know he ran for he's running for president in 16 correct yes yeah he was uh so he was like a kind of like a tea party activist former CEO of Godfather's Pizza, and he was running, he had a very memorable campaign, primary campaign for president in 2016, so. Oh, yeah, you know, I've never tasted Godfather's Pizza, have you? Yes, I have. I've had it a couple times. It was, is all right. Are they still in business? I, I think they might be. Uh, I believe it's mostly like, I'm not sure if it's like a Midwestern thing, or I've only ever seen it in the Midwest, so. Really? I would figure that'd be like an East Coast thing. Oh, I have yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> We're not very well versed on the East Coast, obviously. Oh, I'm not for sure. Yeah, I've only the only time I've ever been to the East Coast was in airports. Pretty much Atlanta, uh, the one in Washington D.C. and Philly. So I've only I've, ever seen the airports east of the Chicago. I don't know if you can qualify Atlanta as the East Coast. Well, yeah, it's it's the it's the south, but it is east of the Mississippi River, so it's east. Yeah, yeah, I think everybody calls that the south, though. I th- the south. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but definitely Philadelphia, one hundred percent, and Washington D.C. Obviously, now it's uh it's ironic that we're talking about a conservative gentleman. We're going to be getting into a, um, I would say predominantly right leaning conspiracy this week. Uh. Thank you very much to who the person who recommended this episode via an iTunes review. If you do that, guys, we will look into and be like, maybe we should cover this. Okay, so just keep that in mind. Leave us a review with 
your recommendation. We look at those. So anyway, we're going to be getting into Adrenochrome. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I put on here as my headline, keeping the elites young. Okay, that's essentially kind of what it is, I guess. Although, by the time we get to the end of this, we're kind of going to see, or what I've heard is, people think it's like a vampire serum, but then when you watch the crazy-ass conspiracy videos, they kind of think it's just like a drug. So I don't know which one you want to believe it is, a vampire serum for immortality or just a way to get high. I don't really know. Have you ever seen the HBO show Silicon Valley? I have. So in Silicon Valley, there's uh, Pied Piper, which is the small business that the main characters are running. And then there's the large business that they're kind of descended from, who they're at war with the entire show. The CEO of that company actually has like a very young, uh, physically fit man that he hires to inject that man's blood into him. Oh, okay. That's my only kind of like real, like in fiction, hearing about adrenochrome and like using a young person's blood to revitalize yourself. Well, I mean, we do know that healthy blood can certainly heal people. Uh, you know, blood transfusions is definitely a thing. We have uh, Lance Armstrong cheated using fresh blood to keep himself, you know, going on his little bikey there. Was that was that adrenochrome or was that steroids? <laughs> no, he what he would do is while he was biking, I don't know if they took a break or something in between stops, but he would have essentially a blood transfusion. He would oh, take really? out his blood and put in uh, fresh oxygenated blood so he was ready to go for the next however far he was biking. That fucking cheater. Yeah, it's uh, everybody (laughs) loved him because he he survived testicular cancer. He had one ball, which is fantastic, but you can't be cheating, man. Yeah, well, uh, from all the documentaries that I've seen on like the Tour de France and all the bike racing, apparently... Cheating is a very big part of that. Like, it's ingrained in the culture, supposedly. So the bikers are pro-steroids? Well, not publicly pro-steroids, but apparently if you want to compete or even get close to competing, you pretty much have to be juiced up, just like everyone else. (laughs) It's just like the NFL. Yeah, that's... You just got to be smart about passing your drug tests. Yeah. (laughs) Always have fresh bags of piss. (laughs) Anyway get into this here now adrenochrome is a chemical substance that is used by the rich and elite according to most of the conspiracy theory theorists who believe it it is predominantly consumed by those with left-leaning liberal or democratic political views it's always them okay keep that in mind this whole time like i said it's always them who are doing it which should kind of make you I don't know. Question the conspiracy a little bit. It it will tell you who believes in this conspiracy when you look at who are the believed perpetrators of right. any conspiracy. Right. It's kind of becomes a little obvious. Now, like I mentioned prior, some people believe it gives you the power of immortality. Some people believe it just keeps you looking really young. Uh, let's say a few examples, Vanna White, Nicolas Cage, Keanu Reeves. But I don't know if they necessarily pinpoint that type of celebrity. They more like to blame political figures or really rich billionaires or things of that matter, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, we got to really wonder, how does one come to acquire this miraculous fountain of life compound, okay? Couldn't actually be super useful for the rest of the world, okay? Now, apparently, the only ones uh, that can obtain this magic potion are the liberals, okay? And they can only get it through extremely devious ways. Now, according to the theorists, it requires the elites to kidnap children, torture them, rape them, perform whatever sort of horrific act you can imagine, because when they do that, It causes the child to release the substance. Now, if blaming the the Democrats or whatever isn't enough, you you add on the layer of 
it's some sort of quote unquote ancient satanic ritual. So uh, you can't have something this evil without it being an ancient satanic ritual, right, Phil? Of course. Yeah. The, this is kind of where the meta conspiracy comes in, where everything is tied together. It's just, have you ever noticed in the conspiracy world when you have maybe a relig- more religious sect of people who are believing in it, instantly anything that's evil, it's like, that's Satan doing it. It's not, it couldn't possibly just be people. It's Satan doing it. Yeah, it's always the people who they see as wrongdoers in one realm. They must be wrongdoers in every realm, including and especially like in the religious realm. They must not only be bad people, they must be demonic or serving demons, <laughs> serving the dark side. Yeah, I, I don't get it. Now, this mystical substance, okay, adrenochrome, that is being released by the terrified children is supposed to be some sort of spirit energy or blood energy or some sort of special energy these kids have. Um, Apparently, only kids have it. I don't know why or how. Uh, According to theorists, the adrenochrome can also be obtained via drinking blood, heart surgery, or tapping into the brainstream. Now, apparently, any human body, no matter who you are, can only produce 10 cc's of adrenochrome, which is, like, almost nothing. So it must be ex- uh, exceedingly potent, right? Yes. Have you ever seen the documentary Monsters, Inc.? I have. I believe, I believe this kind of sounds like it, how the monsters sneak into the kids' bedrooms and then scare them during the night to power their city or world, whatever they live in, their alternate dimension. It, I am really wondering now why they switch to a new scene when the, the monster starts scaring the child. Are they actually torturing them to death, essentially? It is possible. I had no idea that Barry Satira was an executive producer of Monsters, Inc., but <laughs> apparently so. I'll have to look at that IMDb again. That's brilliant, actually, because you know who made that movie? Disney. Yeah, so... They would be, they would the be heart. right in the. Maybe that's why they have Disney World, because they scare all the kids and then they're collecting all the spirit energy. It could possibly be. Was it Pixar or was it the Disney Works? Well, I think Pixar owns Disney, or Disney owns Pixar. Okay, yeah, I have I no th- idea. I know. I thought they were competing companies, but uh, maybe they are. I I don't know. I think I thought they were tied together. Maybe not. I could be completely wrong. Maybe some. Disney uh, fanatics will email us some hate mail. But I wanted to bring up another point that I thought was actually very interesting about the whole belief of adrenochrome right here. Now, you kind of, you, you talked about reptilians, I think, in like our sep- second episode. Um, I've always heard the reptilians kind of harvest these energies from human beings, right? These yes. scared energies, these whatever. So... It's kind of weird that you have the reptilian belief that if they actually do exist and are, and are purposely tormenting humanity to harvest some sort of energy we don't know we have, and then you have the viewpoint of adrenochrome, which is kind of the same thing. It's uh, kind of interesting. Yeah, definitely. The reptilians are believed to be cannibals, and that's how they not only eat the flesh, it's like they eat the like the essence of the humans. Well, I mean, is that how it is? I mean, I've heard it both ways. I've heard they consume humans, and then I've heard just by scaring them, they can like somehow siphon that energy we we release or something. I I don't know. Yeah, there is also people who they call them like spirit vampires. Have you ever heard of them? Well, I've heard of energy vampires for sure. I'm sure it's the same thing. Yeah, it's apparently these people who some of them don't even realize they're doing it. But they'll try to get a rise out of people. They'll try to upset someone. That's just to get a reaction out of them. And it's almost like they like they steal their energy. I'm not sure exactly if I believe in it, but I've heard quite a bit about it. I think the best way to look at what you're talking about here is think of somebody you know that when you hang out with them, you can only do it for maybe an hour. And when you go home, you feel exhausted. Do you know somebody oh, like definitely. that? Yeah, well, me being like an introvert, 
it seemed like every time I was hanging out with anyone who was like extremely extroverted, it always felt like you were being just drained. That's uh, apparently those people could potentially be energy vampires in that that belief system. Yeah, I have heard that like in kind of like this whole thought of this, you know, people's energies and everything that extroverts like to keep introverts around kind of like reserves of energy that they can like <laughs> suck off of them. You know, I have I, heard that. Honestly, I, I don't I don't know if it's like an energy thing, but I know that really is a thing. There's just some people in the world you hang out with them and it's just like, I don't know, the life's been sucked out of you. Yeah, exactly. And I I don't think they mean to do it. It's just kind of what happens. But I want to give a little credit here because this article I got a lot of this information from is absolutely wonderful. So I want to give this person a shout out here. Uh, it is from the spinoff.code.nz uh, written by uh, Josie Adams. Assume she's a New Zealander. Okay. Now yeah. in the article, I wanted to include this. She got some emails from some people, so I wanted to read her quote on uh, how people reacted to her article here. It's pretty fucked up, if I'm being honest with you. I got some emails since this story was published. One had the subject line, lying cunt, with <laughs> with body text calling me a yellow journalist piece of shit. One linked an evidence that Hollywood is torturing children and drinking their blood to YouTube videos by a man who falsely claimed to have invented email and believes vitamins each day keep COVID-19 at bay. He also called me a progressive, revolutionary, feminist, redistributist, equity championing SJW. So you kind of get an idea of the type of people that kind of believe in this conspiracy. Yeah, definitely. If I was her, I would feel super proud of myself because... That dude picked up every single dog whistle that he had in his arsenal to fire at her. I know you like you got under their skin if you get that email there. So um, and the v the YouTube video that he linked to her, we're going to be taking some clips from it. So you will get to experience the crazy alongside of it. Nice. Now, in the video, we're going to kind of talk about what they talk about for as far as, as proof goes. Now, they did bring up some really, really good points. I'll give them that much. Now, let's start off with Elizabeth Bathory. Do you remember her? Yes. Yeah. The, She's from the 1500s? Yes, the Blood Countess. She allegedly tortured her peasants, uh, drank their blood and all of that. People are saying that she knew how to obtain the adrenochrome or whatever, or got some sort of like power out of drinking their blood now essentially what they're saying is that if you were to kill somebody right before okay like how can you say this you're torturing somebody the adrenaline's getting released in their body you kill them the adrenaline is in their bloodstream so if you were to drink that blood right after they were dead the adrenaline tainted blood would somehow give you like a high or like a euphoric feeling or something like that give you a boost yeah basically i don't know if there's any proof this actually can happen but they think elizabeth bathory that might have been why she was doing it but if i'm being honest we call co i covered this like kind of covered this on bumble butt podcast on my second episode and it sounds like she's just purely either a sadist or the entire story was made up because of a hostile takeover of her countryside. So we don't really kind of, know. Kind of like Vlad the Impaler's, how his story was elevated to put fear in the Ottomans. Yeah, it's just, it could have been the exact same thing. Because in the end, what happened is the king took over her fucking territory and all her stuff. So we don't really know if any of that's true or not. There also, there is... Prop, it's it's prop it's called propaganda now but you would like back in those times and now too if you wanted to justify something that you did you would make that other person not only seem like they were bad but also possibly satan which yeah. is probably where a lot of this is coming from well, now. I, I mean think about the goddamn uh witch hunting trials oh yeah definitely so i was gonna say too 
it kind of reminds me of everything that I've seen about, obviously, you know, people are not animals, but everything that I've seen about, like, when you slaughter an animal, you want to do it quick and without the animal knowing about it, because that adrenaline, if you don't kill them right away, will taint the meat. So it's kind of like that fear or that excitement will get into the blood and get into the, the person's body. But I wonder if if you do it to an animal, I wonder if it does anything to you. Oh, I have no idea. Hmm. If you drink an animal's blood when it's <laughs> fully fucking adrenaline pumping through its vein, I have no idea. Not too many uh not too many too many people do that. But uh the video also talks about cultures that kind of base their religious beliefs around human sacrifice such as, you know, the Inca, the Aztecs, the Mayans, um uh, to be honest, Almost every place in the entire world at one point or another had a little sect, at least, that participated in human sacrifice. So um, they were suspecting maybe they figured out that the adrenalized blood gave them some sort of a high or euphoric feeling. And then maybe when they had that, they thought that it was God telling them something or another. I, I don't really know. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's all over the ancient world. It's in the Bible. It's, you know, there's, I believe it's, I forgot who the, the guy in the Bible is, but he's going to sacrifice his son. Abraham and Isaac. To God. At the last time. Abraham and Isaac. Yeah, that story. There's stories of human sacrifice in, you know, all over the world. You know what I thought was crazy? Apparently they have a place called Mound 72 in a uh, city called... Kohika near St. Louis, Missouri, that contains 272 dead bodies. Uh, apparently, they were sacrificed in America. Yes, yeah, a lot of people don't know because a lot of the history was changed. A lot of people think that, like, North America was just full of a bunch of nomadic Native Americans who didn't really have centralized civilizations like they did in Mesoamerica. But before the Europeans showed up before all of the disease. There was like a shit ton of civilizations. There was cities, villages. Uh, Missouri is one of the places. I believe it's either Missouri or Louisiana, but it has a ton of those ancient sites. But I was wondering, I wonder what culture there um, had sacrificed that many people. Oh, I'm not exactly sure what the culture's name is. Um, That's a but- lot of fucking people. Oh, yeah. Was it was it a situation like they had with the Aztecs where they were killing people on a regular basis? They I from what I've read, they didn't it didn't seem like they really knew it was literally like a humongous mound that just contained all of these dead bodies in it. Huh? Almost, I, they, I think they were kind of hinting that the like they'd kill them, throw them in there or they threw all of them in there at once and they all died together. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so I, I, I don't, I don't really know. It's, uh, it's fucking wild. But, uh, but anyway, yeah. let's. Um, I, now I want to. We're gonna be playing a, like three clips from this documentary. I'm air quoting here. Documentary. <laughs> it is called. Uh, oh, is a repost. Apparently, the government keeps taking it down. It's called Adrenochrome, the elite super drug by Jay Myers. Um, let's hear from a extra special crazy lady. Here we go. All right. When they torture the children, it causes a physical reaction of the endomorphins in your body to just increase because of the terror and the pain. So when the Satanists drink the blood, they actually get like a chemical, re- you know, a high, like a drug high from the blood of a tortured victim. There we go. What do you think, Phil? You convinced? Yeah, definitely. Is that echoey sound? That, like, is the woman's voice? Is she speaking to, like, an auditorium with people in it? Yep, she is. Okay, I didn't know if that was an effect that they put on the video to make it sound more ominous or not. I mean, mean, it could be, but it's literally, she's got, like, one of those um, microphones you clip on your collar, and she's, like, holding it, giving a presentation about it, I guess. I I don't know how the hell she's an expert on it, but uh, I love how she's, like... And then the Satanists drink the blood. Yeah, I mean, in the conspiracy world, it's pretty easy to make yourself into an expert. You just have to get enough people to believe in your bullshit, and then 
or just latch on to someone else's bullshit, really. I'm pretty sure that is exactly what she's doing. Yeah. Now, I had written down a few comments from this particular documentary. Um, let's just share a few of them here. Uh, first right. one here. Princess Diana wanted to expose the royal family practicing human sacrifice rituals. People like Jimmy Savile provided them with a fresh stock from the streets. My theory is that she saw one of these rituals and was killed off and silenced her. Um, what, do, what do you think about that one? Yeah, um, fuck, that's that the British dude, Jimmy Savile, or whatever is, however you say his name, everything I've heard about that guy, he was a fucking disgusting human being. But it wouldn't surprise me that they're linking him in anything that's British, you know? Was he was he a pedophile or something? Yes, he was. Mm. He was the I believe he was the TV, the weirdo looking guy who was on TV for years. Oh, yes. Who basically the people who worked for him were bringing him children. It's a fucking horrible story. Whew, OK, now that you said that, it kind of rung a bell in my head. So, I mean, yeah, I guess they can link them together. But that's kind of how conspiracies work. You kind of just link stuff that makes sense in your head. You put the red strings together. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's hear another one. Maybe that's what Al Gore was caught with at the airport years ago. I know he was stopped. I know he, I know he was stopped carrying vials of blood. Maybe it was. I know he was stopped for carrying vials of blood, uh, Mister YouTube commenter. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't aware Al Gore was carrying vials of blood in the airport. Were you? No, I was not. Uh, yeah, YouTube commenters don't ever correct their grammar, their punctuation, their spelling, anything. Like, make people know <laughs> how basically illiterate some of these folks are <laughs> when, when reading their comments. That's It's pretty horrible. But yeah, I had never heard of Al Gore being stopped at an airport for carrying vials of human blood. That's uh, I feel never like come across. I've, I feel like that'd be kind of hard to get past TSA, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't exactly know how you would explain that one away. I also don't know, for Al Gore, why they would be searching him. I don't know. I mean, I suppose because of the climate change thing, they think that's fake and yada, yada, yada. Well, no, I mean, TSA. I would assume oh. that Al Gore, when he travels, he just kind of gets a pass. He doesn't, he doesn't get the white glove treatment. <laughs> exactly. You I, know? I, I, I truly have no idea. But let me read the last comment that might be my favorite. It goes, how horrifying. That means in order for them to extract this from the children, the children has to be in an extreme terrified state to produce this adrenaline. Truly the deep things of Satan. Hell yeah. That guy knows what is up. Yeah. Bringing in the Lord and Savior into all of this. What assholes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I'm going to talk about some video that really popped up in 2016, I guess. Um, it's a, it's apparently there is a extreme snuff film that is circulating the dark web, featuring none other than Hillary Clinton and Huma Abiden Abiden, um, who is apparently her. She works on her staff of some sort. Um, in the video, it shows them raping and mutilating a prepubescent girl, apparently. I have a little description of it here. In the video, they take a little girl and they flay her face, according to reports, and then they take turns wearing the little girl's face, face like a mask. It is believed they were terrorizing the young girl deliberately causing the child's body to release adrenochrome into her bloodstream before bleeding her out and drinking the blood during a satanic ritual sacrifice. What do you think about that? Yeah, I have never heard of that before. <laughs> I do know that like the right-wing conspiracy theorists really do go after Hillary Clinton. They don't like her at all. No. So it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me that they like created a video to attack her. Well, th that's the thing. Nobody, I don't think anybody's actually seen this video. They just claim that it's real and it's on the dark web. Yeah. Well, it is one of those things. If you don't 
I have no idea like what really like even how you would find a video like that. And I'm pretty sure if you searched for it, you'd probably get on some kind of a list. So well, they they have alleged pictures. I I saw. I should should have sent you them, but it's like they look like nothing. Like it looks like a black and white shitty thing. Like you can't make out anything, and they claim that it's Hillary Clinton wearing this girl's face and shit. Huh. It's really stupid. It's honestly really really stupid. Yeah, I wouldn't. Well. I wonder if the only thing that actually exists are the photos that they created for it to give it I'm, some legitimacy. I mean, probably. You know what? Something else that they they claim when, let's say, Hillary Clinton's doing this is that they're actually summoning, okay? They claim they're summoning an interdimensional demonic creature. I swear to God, that is what they're claiming is happening. Yeah, I'm willing to bet also that Barry Satira was involved and of course, it was because he's the only one who was around 5,000 years ago to see all the ancient rituals. Do you think he's the cameraman? The cameraman, possibly the main priest who's behind it all. Of course, our reptilian overlord, maybe Satan himself. <laughs> well, I mean, I would assume he's the only person on the planet who knows the real ritual and he just teaches it to everybody else. Yeah, only his inner circle. Well, um, Phil, are you ready to hear from another alleged specialist from this documentary yes i have i assume it's a professor or some kind of phd oh absolutely of course let's hear it it turns out that drinking children's blood is an anti-aging device this is just really sick and disgusting but it's a fact it's a chemical fact and if you drink adrenalized children's blood which is to say you terrorize the child not just with sodomy but with torture and with other satanic ritual things if you adrenalize the child's blood before you kill them and drink their blood this is a doubly effective anti-aging uh device you can also harvest children's bone marrow so children are being killed for their bone marrow as an anti-aging device for the elite i don't make this stuff up it's gone on throughout history this is not new oh he was a former cia slash military intelligence officer oh okay <laughs> yep yeah, he's a checkmate atheist. That's what I say, yep. Phil. Exactly. God, he is fucking nuts. That's all I can say. Yeah, I. whenever you say, that's a fact, or, like, and I'm telling the truth here, whenever you hear something like that, just know it's usually the opposite. <laughs> I love how he's like, I'm not making this stuff up. Like, I'm I think you're making this up. <laughs> I think you are, sir, actually. Yeah. I think he did it, like, what, two or three times at the end, like to Kurt, like at the end of that whole fucking speech, I'm not making this up. Like I'm not a liar. Anything like that, you always know. Okay, this is not coming from a like factual place. <laughs> I mean, I'm very sure he doesn't even. He's never even been connected to the military or the CIA in the slightest bit. Yeah, well, he possibly was, but I'm guessing there was a lot of floor scrubbing and. You know, flipping over rocks and shit like Bru that. He's brushing the toilets with his toothbrush. <laughs> well, yeah, the old little thing. But yeah, <laughs> pretty much that. All right. Now let's get into where the hell did this whole belief in adrenochrome come from? Well, we have some very interesting sources that kind of lead credence into understanding where people even got the fucking word adrenochrome from. Okay, we'll start with. Aldous Huxley's 1954 essay, The Doers of Perception, written mostly about his experiences with mescaline, discussing the possibility that adrenochrome is a compound with similar effects to the psychedelic cactus. Now, although Aldous had never actually truly discovered adrenochrome, he theorized that it was created within the human body via the decomposition of the adrenaline that is already naturally being created within the human body. So he's just speculating at this point, okay? He just kind of, I think he kind of made up that word, if we're being real here. Did he possibly see the very good documentary, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? You know what? We're about, we're going to be getting into that. Did you know that? Uh, I believe... I well, I've actually seen it just a few months ago. I rewatched it, 
And I think it was uh, the main character, Johnny Depp's character, who was taking the human adrenaline. Yep, we, uh, we're we going to be playing that clip. Oh, okay. But uh, there's a couple more. There's one more book before we get there. Now, okay. uh, Anthony Burgess, uh, 1962 novel, A Clockwork Orange. Have you seen the movie? I've seen the movie. Uh, in the book, the main character and his chaps are drinking a glass of drug-laced milk. This is the quote from it. I'm sorry it's in like that ultra hard-to-understand British slang, but I'm going to try to pronounce as best I can. They had no license for selling liquor, but there was no law yet against prodding some of the new <laughs> beseeches with they used to put into the old maloco so you could get peat it, peat it with veloket and... Simosec or Drenkrom or or one or two other Vesiches. I don't know if any of those words are actually real or not, but that's what it says in the book. I don't even know how you make sense of any of that, but the entire thing here is he used the word Drenkrom. So he's yep. claiming that he's hinting that these guys are using this adrenochrome in their drug-laced milk. Okay. So the weird thing about that kind of writing, I think basically if you would have said it all like perfectly as it's written down, we still wouldn't understand what no. a lot of those words mean. Anybody who's watched the movie, the main character, uh, Malcolm McDowell, is British. And when he's talking most of that movie, you can't even understand what the fuck he's saying. Yeah. I, I think it's a Cockney accent, but I could be wrong. Mm. But anyway, let's get into what uh, Phil was talking here talking about a second ago, uh, the biggest one, Hunter S. Thompson's 1971 book, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Now, in the chapter April, on page 140, he says, it was sometime after midnight in a ratty hotel room, and my memory of the conversation is haze due to the massive ingestion of booze, fat back, and 40 cc's of adrenochrome. Now, let's hear... What Phil was talking about here in the the video, what the or I'm sorry, in the movie, what exactly they say. Where'd you get this? Never mind, it's absolutely pure. What kind of monster client have you hooked up with this time? Satanism freak. I think there's only one source for this stuff in the uh, adrenaline gland from a living human body. I know. I didn't have any cash to pay me. He offered me human blood, said it would take me higher than I'd ever been in my life. I was kidding. Oh, I told him I'd just as soon have an ounce of so pure adrenaline. Or maybe just a fresh adrenaline plant to chew on. Yeah, so there it is, obviously. <laughs> the two in that movie are like drug addicts or whatever. Yes. Going a little wan uh, wacky. Um, I think in that part, if I remember, he takes it and then he sees the devil, right? Yeah, that's what he, it's like a little dropper that he um, puts on his tongue and he starts having these wild hallucinations. Yeah. Um, the thing is about that whole thing <laughs> is that Hunter S. Thompson is kind of the uh, forefather of gonzo journalism. Now, I tried to read so much about gonzo journalism but it still doesn't necessarily make that much sense to me but my understanding of it is is you hunter s thompson wrote fiction with nuggets of truth buried inside of it okay so some people think that he was he had seen some shit like some of his quotes quotes later in life were like oh if anybody knew what i truly had saw we'd be in jail for the rest of our lives yada 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 and they're claiming that he's putting little hints of truth in the book to throw it out into the world that this shit actually exists. But the fact of the matter is, apparently, the like whole fear and loathing in Las Vegas thing is the excessive drug abuse isn't actually what happened to him. He just kind of added that for flair or whatever. Yes. Yeah, so gonzo journalism is pretty much exactly what you said. It's when you write fiction as if it was reality. So there's no little preface to say, like, this is all fictional. So it's almost like you start a rumor that's completely false, but you say it in a way or you write it in a way that people believe it. Yeah. 
but apparently it is confirmed at least that there's like snippets of truth in it. Like tiniest yes, bit, yeah. like the tiniest bit of truth. In it. So that people can look back and maybe they'll fact check it and they'll see that little bits of it were real, even though the body of it, most of it was fake. Yeah. Like I, I remember watching that, you know, every fucking kid in high school watches that because they, they think it's cool or whatever. And I was like, Jesus, this guy do this many drugs like in this short of a time period. And then I'm like, well, he'd probably be dead if he did all that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I guess uh, there's plenty of musicians who are still alive. Yeah. Well, Hunter S. Thompson for a lot of like universities for their writing programs. There's a lot of classes that have him as like preferred reading. Like really? on the reading list. Yeah. Uh, he was a very good writer. I mean, probably drenched in fucking alcohol while he was writing every single thing. But, you know, apparently he writers are. Uh, yeah. I, the other thing that I think with certain good writers is apparently he was quite a dick. Yeah. Well, like the like the TV show Californication. Oh, like yeah. Yeah. He's a he's a fucking mess in that show. Yeah. All right. We'll move on to the next one. Uh, in his 1973 book, Legal Highs, Adam Gottlieb, I think it's Gottlieb, described adrenochrome as being physically stimulating and inducing a feeling of well-being, slight reduction of thought process. Um, now, it is unknown whether he ever had actually taken the drug or he was just saying this on hearsay. But apparently in this book, he also speaks about ways to get high off of catnip. So mm. I don't I don't really know if you want to take him too serious, but people speculate that what he was actually talking about wasn't adrenochrome, but he had actually taken DMT and he just called it adrenochrome because it sounds more mysterious. Yeah, I uh, I've been watching. It's from Comedy Central. There's a bunch of YouTube clips and it's called Tales from the Trip. They talk about DMT a lot. It's comedians talking about some of their worst hallucinogenic experiences. They talk about DMT a lot in there, and it sounds like a crazy fucking experience. Yeah, I, I the one person I knew who talked about it said, like, you go to, like, a geometry world. Some kind of alternate dimension <laughs> yeah. that exists like, in you your see, mind. You see, like, Tetris world with shapes everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, the weirdest thing I've seen from those videos, Tales from the Trip, is one of the comedians was talking about how his friend did DMT and a, halluc a hallucination that the man who was telling the story would see, which is this like weird woman that lived in a circus, in his hallucinations that his friend met that woman and his friend told him that she mentioned him. What the hell? That's so weird. it's almost like shared hallucinations. Wow, that's that's really weird. Yeah, it's odd. I do you it's it's so weird to hear people's stories about that stuff. Do you remember the uh, anarchist cookbook? Yeah, I remember hearing about it. Uh, I remember our friends in high school read in there that you should smoke like the skins of peanuts. Do you remember that? No, I don't. They claimed you could get high off the skins of peanuts, and it was just so stupid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so stupid. Anyway. Uh, and in 1982, British rock band Sisters of Mercy released a song called Adrenochrome. That is apparently all about Adrenochrome. Don't know what the, I would assume, kind of a failed British band Sisters of Mercy has to do with all of this. But some people believe they were trying to put it out in the world. Yeah. But, uh, but I've never heard of them. Yeah, I... I'm assuming not many people actually have, so... But anyway, let's kind of go into the uh, kind of finale here. Now, let's talk about two of the main people who are pushing this agenda. Pizzagate and QAnon. Okay, we're not going to go too deep into Pizzagate because I assume at one point um, it, will be uh, it will be a case that we cover, but essentially what Pizzagate is is a highly debunked claim that they recovered secret emails from high-ranking members of the Democratic Party that uncovered a huge pedophile sex ring. One of the establishments allegedly involved was the Comet Ping Pong Pizzeria in Washington, D.C. So it kind of makes sense why people who believe in Pizzagate are pushing the adrenochrome belief, right? 
Yes. Yeah. This was uh, covered extensively by Alex Jones. Pizzagate. Yeah. Pizzagate. He was talking about this particular restaurant and what was supposedly happening. I believe there was also a man who went in with a gun and was trying to went in there with the thought that he would go like save the children that were locked up in there. I hadn't heard this. Yeah. The I'll have to look up that story again. But hmm. well, anyway, but it makes sense why that sect of conspiracy people believe in that. Right. Yes. Now, QAnon, this one makes perfect sense because they're generally associated with pro-Trump or some consp- uh, conservative views. So when all you hear that these liberals or these Democrats or whatever are the center of the adrenochrome conspiracy it kind of makes sense why they deeply believe in it because that's their opposing view. So, of course, you're going to be attacking them. Yes, I've also heard the theory that Trump himself is QAnon. Yeah, I've heard that too. I Who the fuck knows? Maybe one day we'll find out, but who the fuck knows? Honestly, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, he is a massive troll, and he would do stuff like that. He (laughs) would. I mean, (laughs) he... He loves Twitter. He loves typing shit, you know, so putting he loves, stuff out there. And he loves tooting his own horn. Yes, definitely that. Um, And so kind of the reason that adrenochrome's kind of like popping off, I guess, in the world right now is because a lot of people, you know, elites and celebrities are getting sick from the coronavirus and they need at this point adrenochrome to make sure they don't die. So that's why they think... I guess there's more kids getting kidnapped or whatever. I I don't know. Like, they're so desperate to get the adrenochrome that the elites and celebrities are doing whatever they can to get their hands on it. That's kind of why people are pushing this conspiracy currently. Yeah, I know, like we were talking about, I think, last week, how Alex Trebek was facing, like, what, stage four cancer, and now he actually looks pretty good. I know there's a lot of people who are talking about celebrities who are getting sick and like miraculously getting better or they're getting sick, but they, it doesn't seem like they're getting sick at all. Like they don't look sick, even though supposedly they have like COVID-19 or they're, you know, they should be really, really sick, but then it turns out they're fine. They look fine. Well, I think Alex Trebek's kind of a, I mean, Alex Trebek is probably very wealthy yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying that he uses <laughs> adrenochrome. I'm just saying it's an example of like a celebrity who is supposedly on his last leg, even though he looks healthy. He looks fine. Well, all you have to do is Google a picture of uh, Charlie Sheen today and you'll see <laughs> yeah. it doesn't work for all of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, he's yeah, he's definitely ridden himself hard and put himself away wet quite a few <laughs> times in his life. So I doubt there's any amount of fucking satanic child blood that can bring him back and to fucking par. Yeah. Well, anyway, let's, um, now Phil, do you think adrenochrome is actually a real thing? I do believe that rich people are either paying for or trying to acquire like the blood of like younger people. And cause they think that it'll help like revitalize them and keep them young. I don't believe in a, like a cabal or this mass conspiracy that's trying to kidnap children, torture them and take their blood, their adrenaline soaked blood. And, you know, I don't believe in that, but I do believe that wealthy people will do anything, especially the extremely superficial ones will do anything to try to stay young, try to stay in power. Yeah. I mean that that's uh, very true. I think I kind of believe um, you in that angle, but Adrenochrome actually is a real thing. It is a confirmed thing that is in existence. Let me tell you about it. Okay. Adrenochrome is a chemical compound with the molecular formula C9H9HO3 produced by the oxidization of adrenaline. Now, let me state this, that all the chemistry shit to try to understand what exactly this is, I had a lot of difficulty understanding what adrenochrome actually is. But from my understanding is that if you have a wound 
and your blood gets filled with adrenaline, and then the adrenaline cotter, you know, like cots your blood or whatever. Uh, then it turns into adrenochrome. That's my understanding of it. Your blood turns into adrenochrome. Oh, that's what it is. No, I'm I'm asking you. Is that no? It's how just it... from my from what I think I understood. It is a real thing. It's just used for uh, to stop capillary bleeding. You know, kind of like internal bleeding. So I don't know how much it actually helps or not, but it is a real thing. Okay, so it is. Like science, it's it is something like a scientific formula, like a chemical. It's just not what the conspiracy theorists actually think it is. It's something different. I mean, I can see where they took it from. You have something that technically heals your body, and then they're like, "Oh, this is just the elites must be extracting this and consuming it to keep young." Kind of like Gonzo journalism. Yeah, you just take something that's real, pick out the real part, and then put it in with your bullshit pie. Is that kind of? Yeah, basically. You know what? I did learn something interesting. I didn't realize. I don't know why, but the uh, adrenaline glands are sitting on top of your kidneys. I don't know why I didn't know that. Well, what's the ones that are in your brain? Is it? Well, I mean, there might be more, but it sounded like the main ones were above your kidneys. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know. I guess you learn something new about your body every day, right? Yeah. I thought it was like coming out of either like your pituitary glands or your thyroid or something like that. I know. I it just yeah. mentioned the kidneys and they're sitting on top. I don't know. Who knows? We might have multiple ones. But uh, adrenaline is an interesting thing because the things people can do on adrenaline is, you know, you, you know it's almost like you get super strength sometimes or like you can react faster or yada, yada, yada. So adrenaline is a very interesting thing. Yeah, it's really, <laughs> it's to help us either run away from lions or fight the lion, or that fight or flight thing. It's it's kind of like the last ditch, last ditch effort for the body to save itself. It's not for Hillary Clinton to keep young? Yeah, probably not meant to keep Hillary Clinton young. So, <laughs> Well, here's what I'll say. If you look at a picture of Hillary Clinton from when Bill Clinton was president, and then a picture of Hillary Clinton right now, you're going to see that... If she is taking this, it's not doing a very good job because she's aging just like everybody does. Yeah, it's if she was taking this adrenochrome, the mythical adrenochrome, and it was actually working for her, I would say it's not working as well as she would hope. So exactly. You know, the the last thing that I thought was really interesting, maybe this is just because I find old school medicine interesting was. Back in the 50s and 60s, um, there was a doctor who theorized that what was causing schizophrenic patients to hallucinate so bad or experience like paranoia in that was due to an overload of adrenochrome in their brain. Mm-hmm. Now, his uh, his suggested method of cure was mega doses of vitamin C and niacin, niacin sorry, um, but as he quickly found out they didn't actually do anything. And even more interesting is I think it was in 2012, they did a study and in schizophrenic patients, they had no traces of adrenochrome in their brain at all. So that whole theory about that guy is completely out the window. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why they call it a practice. Yeah. I I mean, I don't think they truly understand how schizophrenia works. Yeah, well, especially back then. I mean, they're oh, yeah. still having trouble figuring out how a lot of these mental disorders work now. Right. If they knew, they would be able to cure it. Right. But like you, like we kind of discussed, I would say rich people, celebrities, all, all of them, politicians, all that, they know secret medical procedures that we don't have access to that might help them in their aging process or something like that. But it's not being taken from molested, raped, and tortured children. That sort of stuff, I think, as much as we don't want to believe it, those are just straight-up pedophiles, okay? They're not doing it for a secret purpose, in my opinion. Well, yeah, it is also, with the whole conspiracy theory thing, how it's more prevalent, like, some some conspiracy theories are more prevalent for liberals, some are more prevalent for conservatives, but they always assume that it's the opposing side who is either behind it or the ones benefiting from it 
wouldn't they think that it's coming from obviously both sides considering if it was if it was just the liberals who were like kidnapping torturing doing whatever to all of these kids killing them wouldn't the conservatives out them immediately to try to take total control i mean you'd think i would think once once they got any kind of proof which they obviously would have being that powerful wouldn't they out them to the world and take total control they wouldn't just sit on that information trying to keep like some kind of balance so it's obviously if it was happening and be both sides who are doing it well here's just the like with everything else well here's the thing and i i don't mean to get too political here but it seems like when we're talking more about right-wing conspiracies generally they view their party as very self-righteous and the good guys versus yes. the bad guys so yeah i can kind of understand why they would believe whoever they choose to side with or whatever they kind of feel like they're the good guys and the other team's the bad guys so it's kind of just a the mentality you know you'll eat cartoons movies whatever you always have a good guy and you always have a bad guy yeah i have seen like some studies done where people were put into like a focus group and they were told to comment on like tell us like what you think about this guy and they would put somebody up in either a blue or a red tie and put either a d or an r or an i next to their name and they were told basically from what this person was saying like what how they were saying it whatever they would like give comments on that person. And if that person was not aligned with what they were aligned with, just from like what color of tie they were wearing, or if they had a D or an R next to their name, they would either approve or disapprove. And it didn't really matter what the person was saying or whatever, as long as their alignment was like similar to theirs. Yeah, I mean that makes sense, right? We're kind of, yeah. we're very a very divided country in America right now. Yeah, humans are usually pretty tribalistic and <laughs> not very they don't really like there's not a lot of like free thought in a lot of people's minds. It's very herd mentality, so. But but yeah, anyway, to finish this off here, I personally don't think adrenochrome's a real thing. I think if people want to connect Jeffrey Epstein he was just a straight-up sexual predator and pedophile. I don't think he was harvesting people's blood or kids' blood or whatever. I just think he's a sick fucker. And it's easy to kind of assume, because it's such a big, horrific thing, you instantly got to assume there's some big, horrific reason he's doing it outside of he's just a predator. But uh, sometimes it's just all he is, is a very wealthy predator. That's how I feel about adrenochrome. Yeah, it is a lot about, like I mentioned, like earlier on in the episode, like everyone's looking for, like all the conspiracy theorists are looking for the meta conspiracy, that conspiracy that's going to bring it all together. Like the big, the big, the big conspiracy that ties together all these little conspiracies. Well, I mean, right now in the world, you got, um, you got QAnon, you got Pizzagate, then you got Epstein, and then you have the pandemic and everything else and people can kind of just smush it into a fucking cupcake and just there's your big conspiracy yeah well when you do that because you take like say you say you are like a believer in pizzagate and everyone's like oh you know that pizzagate's kind of stupid but then when you point out epstein that's the little morsel of truth that you you know the little cherry on top that gives everything else relevance because Epstein's real, Epstein's a real fucking disgusting pervert, and you have this whole cupcake for, you know, Pizzagate, the adrenochrome, all of that, and then if you put Epstein on top of it, it pretty much gives everything else, like, lends it all the credence, just from it all seeming real, because it's got that little morsel of truth. Yeah, like, we know this one's real, so it must mean all the rest of them are real. Yeah, basically. just like the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> You gonna mock the apostles' words, Phil? I don't think so. <laughs> but anyway, um, if anybody wants to reach out to us and give us their feelings on Adrenochrome, maybe you wanna type in the headline that Phil and I are lying cunts as well. Where can uh, they do that, Phil? Well, they can get a hold of us lying cunts at subliminaldpodcast at gmail.com. Uh really, I mean, if you have a really good idea for an episode that you would like to hear us do. Just like the person who left us that great review, 
uh, go ahead, send us an email on that. Also, we would really like to hear from that person who sent us or who left that review for us. Uh, we'd like to thank you. Uh, get a hold of us on our Instagram at Subliminal Deception Podcast on IG. Uh, Cody and I also have our own Instagram accounts. Mine is SDPodPhil. I'm actually checking it now and been interacting with some people lately. So thank you for that. Cody, what's yours? Yeah, you can follow my personal Instagram at Cody Zabob. Um, I put a lot of uh, trolley conspiracy memes from people that I find on the internet. Those are kind of fun to look at. Um, otherwise, the last thing we need you guys to do is to log on to iTunes, leave the show five-star review, um, put a show recommendation in there. Maybe we'll get to it, um, you know, like the, the wonderful person did for us this time. Otherwise, if you're a Spotify user, hit the follow button, and essentially that's like a review on Spotify that helps out the show as well. And you get updated whenever we drop a new our newest episode. Uh, otherwise, I hope everybody enjoyed this conspiracy, the walk down the wild fucking world of Adrenochrome. Uh, otherwise, we will see you next week. All right, thanks, guys.